0: This is Base Layer brought to you by Arca. I'm your host, David Nage. This is Base Layer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. This is David and this is your new episode of Base Layer. I have Vadim and Max from Geoprotocol with me today. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, fine. Hi there. Oh. Hi there, thank you for inviting inviting
0: Looking forward to it and a special shout out to Jake from the guys at CoinFund introducing me to these guys. Um, We have a great relationship with Jake and those guys and Alex. um, And so looking forward to this conversation. GeoProtocol is on a mission to empower internet of value by creating a universal value transfer ecosystem. We're going to talk a lot about different things like atomic swaps, and about interoperability, lots of things that are very interesting these days, uh, working with blockchain-based uh, assets and non-blockchain-based assets. So lots of really cool stuff here. But if you guys could, for everyone who listens to the show, I like to get a little bit more of a background on our guests. So uh, whoever wants to start first, what did you do prior to Geo? Um, and how did you have this, You know, some people call it the Bitcoin kind of awakening or moment, what kind of awoken you to blockchains and, and distributed decentralized systems and led you to create Geo? So whoever wants to go first, a little bit of background and then we'll go fully into Geo and tell everyone what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, let me let me start. I'm Max, I'm CEO of uh, Geo Protocol. And uh, about my background, uh, actually my, my experience is mostly uh, connected to uh, off chain, offline, off-chain business. Uh, I was uh, CEO and founder of retail chain in our country. But uh, my uh, favorite hobby was to uh, discover money, its nature, uh, its history and the uh, history uh, and evolution of humans. So uh, in result, I spent a lot of money to research in this direction and in result, uh, there there was appeared an idea to create some like of like some uh, economical ecosystem in which people can create uh, money between each other uh, without set party and even without bank system. Yeah, it's actually uh, uh, essentially it was like a joke, and then it was transformed into social project and then in result uh this approaches we use in our technology project uh, named as uh, geo so that's why we are here now
1: yeah and as for me uh i've heard of bitcoin like in uh, early 2015 and i like this idea very much uh, because it's very elegant in a technical and economic way but uh I've joined uh, as a full-time work only a few years later. And I started as a, an investment analyst at a VC firm. Uh, after that, I was a researcher analyst at uh outsourced blockchain development company. And uh, we started c- working closely with Geo Protocol and uh, I liked uh, their idea uh, and uh, I liked the team. so. Eventually, I, I was working at Geo as a product manager, and uh, I like this industry. And uh, this is not this is uh, like blockchain brought us a lot of great use cases, starting from uh, cipher funds needs to hot real world relevant uh, points like uh, protecting users' privacy and uh, to provide transparency for uh, systems that. Uh, Uh, have to have this transparency and also growth of DeFi uh, products is uh, also amazing, but uh, nevertheless uh, there are a lot of uh, challenges for uh, our industry uh, to improve UX to find uh, some another product market fits and uh, legal frameworks Yeah, but uh, I enjoy being here this spirit of technology and community is, uh, is great.
0: Got it. <clears throat> so let's dig into this a little bit. So there's a whole stack of questions I wanna ask. So the first one, creating the TCP IP for the internet of value. Uh, if you could, what does that mean? Um, you know, you mentioned the internet of value a lot in your work, in your white papers, in your, uh, on your website, and some of your materials. So, what does that mean creating the TCP IP for the Internet of Value? Unpack that.
2: Yeah, it's a very great question. You know, we, people, people uh, use uh, Internet every day and a lot of times, and we also, and uh, we all take it as usual. But financial wealth uh, is uh, working in a different way now because. Each money is uh, different ledgers, and uh, there is no uh, routing protocol like TCPIP in financial world. Uh, different ledgers or different monies integrated uh, uh, integrated between each other uh, in local way, and often integrations are not uh, easy, expensive, and often there is no integration between between uh, uh, different kinds of monies. That's why. Uh, we can uh, uh, actually e- e- easy send uh, money uh, uh, inside uh, some qu- some ledger like Bitcoin or fiat money in your country, but uh, when we need to send money for abroad or uh, b- between different ledgers, so uh, in these cases we. Uh, uh, we meet uh, uh, a list of obstacles like uh for example uh in car- in in our country uh when uh pe- when people need to send money abroad so it can be proceeded by several days and uh expensive or even uh, not impossible yeah so uh i mean uh financial world. Uh, now is built like uh, in information world. It's like LAN L- L- A- network, uh, local computers connected between each other. So uh, that's why we are here because our aim is to build infrastructure in which uh, uh, kind of lo- uh, routing algorithm will define the best way for transfer between different ledgers, between different monies, yeah.
0: So this is the notion of interoperability that we'll talk more about. So in some of the challenges you discussed that the current financial system is fractured and siloed, can you give one or two examples of to highlight what that what that means?
2: Um, yeah, I actually I said it uh, previously. Uh, for example, when, uh, when we uh want uh, to make cross border payments uh it may be it may be long expensive as i said and uh, uh often we we, uh, we we meet situation when we can't to make a uh, kind of transaction because uh this kind of ledgers of money uh, are not integrated at now yeah so on our vision on our vision uh we believe in in the world with different kinds of of money uh we uh, know that uh, new kinds of money are appearing like cryptocurrencies like corporate monies and uh, uh we will ma- we will make uh, money like gamers gamers assets and others so uh in our vision uh we are moving to we are going to to wealth with different kinds of money, with different kinds of assets, and uh, 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 our aim is to, to build infrastructure in which people can use money uh, they prefer. Yeah, and uh, this process, uh, I mean, using your finance, uh, should be so convenient as chatting uh, between between us.
0: Right. And we'll talk more about that. I know you guys have something that you've been working on uh, to address that. There's a few different pieces to the ecosystem that you're building, and we'll talk more about that. There's some things called Alice, Bob, and the Warp Network, and Hydra, and we'll talk a few uh, about that in a few minutes. Um, so Geo creates an open source off chain protocol solution that connects to any existing and prospective ledger, blockchain, or non blockchain. And so I want to dig into that a little bit. So. Basically, blockchain-based databases use distributed and decentralized architecture to ensure a single source cannot corrupt data. Obviously, we all try to ensure that there isn't a 51% attack on the system. And the idea is to obviously have a distributed network out there. Everyone has the same copy of the ledger. And so there's immutability and there's uh, there's transparency. And a non-blockchain-based one presumably does not have those features. Uh, there's usually a central authority, one that only controls that ledger. And so how do they work together? How do you get them to have agreement? If one is distributed and decentralized and everyone has the same ledger and one is not, how do you get them to talk to each other?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. You're right uh- it's not uh, possible to make shared currencies decentralized by its design. But uh, I'll elaborate on a high-level architecture of Geo so you can understand how that can work. So basically, our uh, main goal is to provide uh, transfers or payments across different ledgers. A short example, for example, uh, I have Bitcoin and uh, my friend would like to receive United States dollar but he doesn't have any clue about cryptocurrency and uh, using our protocol it is possible to send Bitcoin so it will be converted for example in, into an Ethereum and then uh, eventually into dollar and this uh, exchange uh, is provided by market maker and uh, uh, this the half of the path between sending Bitcoin uh, is done in in a decentralized way, and uh, uh, the transfer of of United States dollar is done uh, using another type of channel. So let me elaborate on this. Uh, In Geo protocol, there is no common ledger. So uh, each node, it stores information only about its channels and its relations. So, and uh, how they reach agreement Zero uh, reach agreement because of local consensus. For example, I would like uh, to send uh, you David uh, Bitcoin, but uh, I don't know you. I don't trust you. But I know Max, so I open a channel with him, and Max open a channel with you. So uh, in this operation, only our three nodes are involved into this local consensus and. Uh, all the entire network doesn't know anything about our operation, so we don't over overwhelm another network. So and
0: this is the idea of a state channel, correct?
1: Yeah, correct. And how how this can work uh, with uh, non-blockchain assets? For example, uh, you want uh, to receive United States dollar, but I have only Bitcoin. In this case, Max will be market maker. So we open multi-signature account at Bitcoin with uh, like uh, providing some assets, some number of assets. Then this state will be uh, mirrored into Geo network, so it will be like off-chain typical transactions, and uh, other channel, for example, with dollars. So uh, for this purpose, we had uh, we have. Financial gateways that uh, provide fiat on ramp and to ramp to our network. So uh, Max is a market maker. He has uh, a deposit uh, of dollars. So these dollars in the network are backed by like real world uh, dollars on the banking account of uh, our uh, financial partners. So in this case. Uh, the transaction uh, on the first half of the pass will be like decentralized because it's possible to withdraw and receive assets from like Bitcoin chain. Mm -hmm. And then Max, uh, after the conversation, he sends you this uh, dollar and you can like make a withdrawal to your uh, your personal banking card or account. And uh, the key fact that... uh, all this operation is uh, done in atomic way. So uh, this like on technical level, consider it as a single account. And the first part is uh, decentralized. But yeah, the first part is like uh, on built on trusted channel.
0: Got it. Um, and so there's a few follow up questions, but I think it would be helpful. It sounds a little like you are going down the DEX route. Is that correct or is that incorrect?
1: Sorry, can you please uh, repeat the question?
0: Sure. It sounds like you're going down the the DEX route, the decentralized exchange route in a format. Is that correct or incorrect?
1: Yeah, in, 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 from uh, this point of view, yeah. It uh, can be considered as like first chain DEX.
0: Got it. Um, and so we'll talk more about uh, some of the features here in a second. One of the ones I want to talk about is blockchain agnostic. Um, and you started alluding to things like atomic swaps. Um, but before that, each user is a node, which is a self-sovereign account, which you disalluded alluded to. Um, and so we've had people like Muneeb from Blockstack on where there's this idea of a universal key, basically, where you can port to all sorts of different blockchains and different applications. You don't have to have all these different kind of, I'm calling them username and passwords. That's obviously a legacy kind of internet uh, terminology Uh, going forward, obviously we'll work on different uh, kind of phraseology, but a username and password that is universal to all different applications and layers out there. So, you know, talk about this idea uh, of a self sovereign account if you could a little bit more so people understand that. And I think what would be interesting for people, um, you know, there's this idea of friction as it regards to blockchains. You know, Some of these things have not been very easy to use. The UI and UX has been slightly uh, difficult, but obviously if you look back into the early days of the internet, as Mark Andreessen correctly uh, phrases, getting TCP IP on your computer and going through the steps to actually get on the internet in 92, 93 was laborious and difficult as well. Um, and so there's a lot of similarities there, but each user being a node, Um, you know, how is it, you know, in terms of the learning curve to actually, you know, be someone who's starting to
2: use geo? Yeah, very good question. Uh, actually, uh, idea of self souring node is very close to, uh, ideas of of self souring identity and, uh, there is two main points. Uh, first of all, uh, there is no common ledger. And uh, each node, there is actually uh, le- uh, your own ledger. And uh, this approach uh, allowed to uh, build network uh, with different relationships, uh, with different kind of relationships and different kind of rules. Because uh, a single ledger uh, uh, define uh, rules for all participants. But this approach uh, allowed to create decentralized network with different rules, with different approaches. It's a very interesting point. Yeah, because in our network, each node can establish different channels in, uh, in different assets, crypto assets and fired money and custom solutions simultaneously. And uh, even uh, protocol uh, be- between nodes can be a little different uh, uh, when we uh, when we compare with different different parts of network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the second one is um, that uh, our our node is uh, like your uh, private key uh, because uh, your node uh, using your node you can. Uh, interact with uh, uh, outside world across using using uh, different applications. So you can use uh, one application for make uh, one kind of transaction and use another application for purchasing uh, money or uh, sell uh, uh, selling goods and products and others. Yeah. So uh, second point is that. Your note is your identity, and uh, it allows uh, for you uh, to interact uh, using different applications, like like financial internet we said previously.
0: Yeah, got it. Um, and so, as I alluded to, I wanted to touch base on this a little bit more. So, this whole idea of being blockchain agnostic and anything is compatible with other blockchains. Um, I wanted to see if there is embedded atomic swaps, things that are like Uniswap, for instance. And so the question I have is that if you have a proof of work token, say Bitcoin, and then you want to work with, say, a proof of stake, um, something like a Tezos, or even if you wanted to work with something that might be, you know, like a DAG, for instance, more on the IOTA scale, um, how do you know different uh, digital assets that have different consensus algorithms, how do they all work together uh, in a collaborative manner?
1: Yeah, it's a very very detailed question. So I'll answer all this. So yeah, as we mentioned earlier, uh, blockchain agnostic means that our network uh, can be compatible with any blockchain and also it can work independently if uh, we would like to operate with fiat currencies or any other solutions. But also it it can work as a scaling solution for uh, specific blockchains. Currently we have a concept uh, how uh, to attach and connect Bitcoin and uh, Ethereum. about your question about uh, proof-of-stakes uh, networks like Tezos, EOS, and DAG solutions. Uh, we haven't been diving into in very specific details, but uh, by design, design it uh, actually it doesn't matter uh, these details. I mean, if you're talking about Polkadot or Cosmos, yes, uh, their uh, architecture, uh, means to understand uh, different states of blockchains you would like to interoperate and it's more of uh, to move one assets from one ledger to another but we uh, can attach and connect ledgers that just support simple uh, operation of transfer. In this case if you are familiar with interledger mm-hmm. so yeah, it's uh, by design. It's like very like similar. Got so, yeah, and uh, about like atomic swap, uniswap feature, yeah, also this uh, cross chain operation can be considered as a, a continuous of chain atomic swap, and yeah, we have an, a network of market makers. They provide that, uh, who provide liquidity and exchange rates for the network. So, this is how uh, exchange is done. Yeah. And it's similar to Uniswap concept. But currently, uh, we use uh, like B2B partners for our liquidity, but eventually, it will be possible for uh, each and common user to become a market maker in the network.
0: Got it. So other chains are using things, and I've talked about these often because I'm fascinated by them, hash time locks. Lightning uses the hash time lock processes that that are often off-chain that hopefully enable better throughput of the blockchain so things can get congested on the layer one. And so to speed up things like TPS, transactions per second, uh, there's been iterations around moving things off-chain uh, in things like state channels, for instance. Um, and so Lightning is using hash time locks. It appears that you do not. And so I just wanted to know why.
1: Yeah, uh, we, we do not use SGLC. Uh, Actually, it was one of the like first uh, techniques to achieve the atomicity of the operation. And uh, there are also other solutions like uh, as that is used in Interledger and HDLR for a seller and like pre-image Images uh, managers that like uh, try uh, to, to make this mechanic is better because if we are talking about HTLCs, there are a few like problems that uh, uh, its a solution has. The first is it's not uh, 100% safe for uh, the intermediate knows to conduct the payment. Yeah, you, you can lose money in some circumstances. Also, using HTLC, uh, it's hard to have multiple assets in the network, because, for example, if there is an exchange node that will provide, for example, exchange between Bitcoin and Tether in Lightning Network, potentially, as uh, uh, like first and like last node, they can like overtrade these intermediary nodes, because manipulating of timeout and... In this time, uh, the exchange rate rate could change, and oh uh, yeah, and also uh, as you'll see, also implies some limitations for a, a routing algorithm, and also we know that uh, Lightning has some challenges with topology collections uh, to to build the path uh, over the Lightning network. So yeah, we use another approach and. Honestly, it's our one of the biggest challenges uh, because uh, we believe we provide like full transaction atomicity because of uh, observers chain. We we have uh, service role that uh, called observers. Uh, high level description: uh, this institution they uh, do not know anything about the network, so privacy is preserved. Also, they cannot validate transaction or cancel it, so they don't have real power over the network. But if there will be some conflict in transaction or some like manipulation or uh, misbehavior, uh, the honest node, they can provide the relevant state of transaction that uh, consists of signatures of each party mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, observers they will uh, check whether this is correct state and publish it in their their own chain and all the nodes that are participating in this specific transaction they can refer to this chain and take this relevant state and like to make transaction like completed got it yeah
0: so, as I've alluded to, I wanted to talk about your ecosystem. So, there are a few different things. There's GeoPay, Alice, Bob, which I find incredibly amusing because we all in this space talk about Alice and Bob as we try to explain how digital assets and blockchains work, Warp Network, and Hydra. Um, so, very briefly, uh, describe what each of those does. And then I have some specific questions about Warp. Um, and then Alice and Bob. Um, so if you could just very quickly give us a little bit of a brief on GeoPay, Alice, Bob, Warp Network, and Hydra, and then I have a few questions to follow up.
1: Sure. So basically half a year ago we realized that technology, developing technology is cool, but we need uh, real-world uh, examples how technology can work And because of DeFi and a great improvement of UX uh, user experience for uh, blockchain products. So we started developing our OVEN. Uh, By the way, uh, the first product built on top of uh, Geo is GeoPay. And this is a social product that Max said in the beginning. Uh, It's been live for uh, three years. And there are like uh, 10K registered users. It's a P2P. uh, Payment system, local payment system in Ukraine with uh, some social elements. Also, maybe if you know, uh, initial Ripple's idea of uh, Ryan Fugger, where uh, common users, they can create the means of payment by uh, themselves without banks. Mm -hmm. This is uh, the basic idea of GeoPay. Yeah, it started as a social project, but uh, now we understand the potential, of the technology, and we started delivering like, the technology itself and other products. The next product called Alice Bob. Uh, it's a Telegram bot for uh, exchanging and transferring of uh, cryptocurrencies and fiat monies uh, very fast and without fees because it's off-chain. So initially, we use a Telegram as an interface for uh, this bot. It's possible to buy a crypto using fiat currencies and uh, exchange them and send to your friend uh, in the chat directly. And uh, as a go-to-market strategy, we choose a uh, monetizing Telegram channels. We discovered that like, there is a great potential there. And uh, as a long-term goal is to provide cross-border payments, for example, uh, for freelancers and like, these kinds of markets got it the next product called Warp network it's a technology for a uh, cryptocurrency exchanges so uh, users of these exchanges they can transfer bitcoin or any other asset between exchanges in few seconds and without fees because uh as you know there are like high fees on a bitcoin withdrawal and it can take like almost an hour, and uh, providing this technology, it can enhance the user experience, and also it creates the arbitrage opportunity between these exchanges. And uh, the recent uh, news about um, Bitfinex, uh, that they have integrated Lightning Network, like shows the potential for this market as well, yeah.
0: So, a quick question about Warp Network. Do you uh, does a user actually have to plug in or give you or give Warp Network their credentials to the APIs for those exchanges?
1: Yeah, I, actually, it's a good question. Uh, but uh, we we develop the like underlying core technology. So basically, users they don't know nothing about like geo or cannot even know about web network because uh, users interact uh, with our protocol using uh, cryptocurrency exchange interface. So it's uh, more a responsibility of the exchange to make uh, this procedures of KYC. Got it.
0: Um, and so I think the last thing I want to ask about, um, Alice and Bob, you know, it mentions that you're managing your money in your messenger. Um, it sounds a little bit like what Facebook is trying to do
2: with Calibra Libra a little bit. Can you just quickly talk about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, when, when we talk about Alice Bob and Libra, and for example, Tom, we talk about different things, different, difference, different, uh, uh, with different functions because Libra, on my mind, it's a new kind of uh, potential new kind of money, corporate money. So uh, these guys are creating new money. And uh, when we talk about, for example, Alice Bob, uh, it is just a convenient way with convenient interface to, uh, to operate your money uh, as easily as, as chatting with your friends. But we can use um, all kinds of money, FIAT money, cryptocurrencies, also, also and, and uh, money like Libra and others. So the, the, ta- the aim of Alice Bob is to make your uh, financial interactions uh, uh, make easy and convenient. The aim of Libra is to make new kinds of money, yeah. And, and we, we also can use it, yeah. And, uh, and we, when we talk about tone for example, um, uh, actually tone is new cryptocurrency, but from my mind, uh, it, uh, it can't be a measure of value. so uh, because it's, it is cryptocurrency yeah it, it, it will be it, it is created in different way when we're comparing with Libra. So, uh, when we when we uh, talk about uh, purchasing goods and services, so people people actually prefer to use a convenient measure of values like fiat money, or in the future it can be Libra, and uh, use cryptocurrencies just uh, to uh, just for, uh, uh, as means of payment. Yeah, so uh it's uh, one more kind of of uh, uh, um, uh it, it, different from libra and Alice book yeah got it mm-hmm. as we're running out of time with you guys
0: um i want to just as everyone knows i like to do a segment on the show where we get to know our guests a little bit more personally so um just very quickly on your side in 30 seconds any book or book that you've read recently that resonated with you uh, and any music that you like, just very quickly.
2: Uh, as 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 for book, uh, is it correctly understand? Yes. Yeah. As for book, as I said, I like I like uh, books uh, in economical direction. I like uh, history. Uh, I like I like uh, I like uh, for, for example *Sapiens* uh, by uh, Noé Harari or uh, Ray Dalio with uh, Principles. Yeah. Good books. Mm-hmm. And uh, any music that you like? Uh, you know, uh, I like uh, a lot of genres like uh, jazz, rock, uh, also also dance music, uh, classic music. It's dependent on my mood, actually.
0: Yeah. Um, and so the last thing that we like to do with our guests as we're running out of time. Where can people find out more about GeoProtocol? How can they get involved if they want to start using it or if they want to start uh, you know, collaborating with you all? Where can they find out more?
1: Yeah, so basically you, you can visit geoprotocol.io website. Uh, is it possible to add it uh, in the podcast description? Also... Uh, Try our uh, Telegram bot, which is live and it's possible to use. Maybe if it's possible to add to the podcast description as well. But uh, all the information, like you, you can find out the website I mentioned. And also we will uh, uh, release our new website in a like, uh, few weeks, I guess, maybe earlier. And it will be possible to get all the information, including GitHub or Windows uh, that uh, explain... All the details.
0: Yeah. Great. So this was Max and Vadim from Geo Protocol, a very interesting project dealing with a lot of different things in interoperability, uh, making our lives easier working with blockchain-based and non-blockchain-based assets. So look them up, uh, take a look, and thank you guys for coming on we'll catch up with you next year. Take care. Thank you. For more notes from this past episode about our guest, please go to www.ar.ca Baselayer. Nothing stated on this podcast should be taken as investment advice, which would require a thorough assessment of each investor's personal financial profile and risk tolerance. Statements regarding past performance are not necessarily indicative of future returns. If you like what you're listening to on Baselayer, let us know subscribe, give us a like, or hit us up on Twitter, ARCA, at ARCA, or myself, David Nage, at DavidJN79. Let us know, and we'd love to obviously hear from you. For additional resources to help sophisticated listeners like yourself learn about the digital asset space and the financial terms you understand, please visit www.ar.ca for articles, marketing commentary, videos, and more.